0: There's a variety of ways that this can happen. What it boils down to, basically, is code injection.
1: That's Marcel Lee. She's a threat researcher at Looking Glass, and today she's discussing her recently published research, CryptoJacking, Coming to a Server Near You.
0: Code injection has been around for a long time. It's nothing new, and there's many different ways to leverage it. But basically, attackers are just able to inject code onto different websites. And it's because... There's some vulnerability in that website. It's one of the most common uh, of the OWASP top ten list. I think it used to be number one. I'm not sure if it's still number one, but yeah, injection is is not a new thing by any stretch.
1: So when we're talking code, or we're talking JavaScript code here.
0: Well, in the case of the uh, Coinhive miner, that one is written in JavaScript. So it depends. I mean, you can write code and anything, right? But uh, the CoinHive miner that seems to be the most popular one right now is is based on JavaScript.
1: So uh, let's just back up a little bit and uh, just give us a definition here. What are we talking about when we say crypto jacking?
0: Um, so crypto jacking, my definition of it is the illegitimate mining of cryptocurrency. And it can be done a lot of different ways through a browser, through a mobile app lots of things. And I say illegitimate because you can certainly have coin mining activity on your website. Like you could run it on uh, CyberWire's website if you wanted to, mm-hmm. um, and just have it as a way to make money. And And some people even say, oh, well, you know, it's we're doing that instead of ads. So that's just how we're making our, our extra dollars. So to me, that's sort of the difference between legitimate and illegitimate. But even if you're running it like intentionally on your website, in my opinion, like ethically speaking, you should still have like an opt-in, opt-out thing for your site visitors, which I have seen Mm. on some sites, just where you can say, sure, I don't mind mining some cryptocurrency for you.
1: Yeah, I I remember, you know, years ago, and I think it's still active, um, there was the SETI project, analyzing uh, radio signals from space to try to find intelligent life, and... And they would, uh, you'd give them permission to use your, um, you know, extra processor cycles at night, and everyone was okay with that. It was a little right. different than what we've got today.
0: <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. If I had had a charity that, well, I have a lot of charities that I like, but you know, say I I have a charity that I like, and they're doing cryptocurrency mining, then I might be like, okay, sure, I'll just let you mine all night long while I'm sleeping, and it's not mm-hmm. impacting. You know my use of the computer, but I haven't seen a lot of that, unfortunately.
1: And then I guess that is the point, though, that you are using people's computer resources, which involve you're using electricity. You're using, uh, I suppose, there could be wear and tear on the machine by having it run, you know, full full capacity. Um, and you're and these folks generally aren't asking for permission ahead of time.
0: Correct, correct, and it really does make a huge impact on just your CPU usage and and all that sort of thing, like in the testing that I did, my CPU usage went up five hundred percent, like mm. pretty much instantly. And and that's is a fairly steady and sustained increase. It doesn't drop off until you stop the mining activity. So that's that can be impactful. And the research I've seen on mobile apps, although I haven't tested it on a mobile device myself, just shows, you know, generally it's it's going to impact those devices even even more from the wear and tear standpoint.
1: Yeah, I, I, the heat and also uh, it would really drain your battery quickly, I suspect.
0: Exactly. Like the first testing I did actually was on a laptop and the laptop, I mean, you can hear the, the engines or the fans spin up right away, not right. the engines, <laughs> the fans, um, and the laptop got so hot so fast that like it was literally burning my legs, Wow, <laughs> I was like, oh, I need to do this at a table or something. It's pretty significant, the uh, impact.
1: Yeah, so so let's run through some of the the things you discovered, some of the various uh, flavors, I suppose, of cryptojacking. And one of the the things that you point out in your research is that this isn't just happening in your browser. You found it in some Oracle WebLogic application servers.
0: Yep, that's correct, um, and that's been fairly widely reported on now. And and that was basically um, leveraging an input validation vulnerability. So again, it's it's just another injection type thing. That was uh, earlier this year. I think that came out. And then since then, like more recently, not even in my, my research, was the Tesla's cloud, which is a mm. Amazon S3 bucket, not too terribly surprisingly. Um, that one uh, was impacted as well. So uh, mining and also some some data loss there, data leakage. Uh, there's been some government sites that have been hit recently. In uh, UK, the National Health Service. Right. And, uh, also in Australia, there are. I forget which government agency, but they've experienced it too. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's pretty common to see uh, cyber attackers or criminals or however you want to refer to it, to just basically look for vulnerable sites. And, and often it doesn't even matter what that site is. But in this case, you know, they're going to want sites with maximum traffic just to increase that, that potential for, for making some income off of the mining.
1: Yeah, it was interesting in that UK example because it was really a third-party provider. Um, I believe it was an accessibility plug-in for the websites. Uh, and so the folks who were the the original hosts of those sites um, you know, were, were doing all the right things, but it was this third party who got attacked.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, um, I mean, it's it's through like apps and and just sort of those side things that are running on a website sometimes that Mm -hmm. where that's coming in, I've seen it in also social media, like uh, Digimind was uh, getting spread around on social media and and that would basically infect your, uh, your Facebook account Hmm. and then spread to your Facebook friends and so on and so forth. So it's interesting because these miners are often part of like another whole kit of things. So it might be mining, it might be stealing passwords, it might be doing all different kinds of things at one time. And what we're seeing is that, whereas ransomware, well, I don't want to say ransomware is on the decline because something terrible will like happen tomorrow. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> right. Don't tempt fate. I know, right? But uh, crypto seems to be definitely on the uptick. Um, like the rig exploit kit, which is traditionally kind of known for Ransomware is now gearing up to do more of the cryptojacking thing. So it's interesting. I think it, it's probably a lot less effort to do cryptojacking than it is to do ransomware just because you don't have to go through the whole rigmarole of collecting ransom and so on right. and
1: so forth. Yeah, I guess there's less infrastructure there, less things you have to support with it having to get the money and right. and so on and so forth. But also, one of the things that, um, that leaves me scratching my head about cryptojacking, you know, like... In your example of having, you know, botnets, for example, doing doing mining for cryptocurrency, um, I can imagine a, a video camera, you know, mounted on a wall in a warehouse somewhere, and someone takes advantage of that camera to do some crypto mining. And as long as that camera still functions as a camera, no one's going to notice. Right, Um, and so it could just go about. You know, I suppose it would use more electricity, and as we said, it could run hotter and maybe reduce the life of the device and so on. But um, it's not really affecting someone in the way that ransomware is. One of the things that uh, that that leaves me scratching my head is why don't these crypto miners? Why do they go full out and try to grab all of your processing? Capability. Well, why don't they dial it in and say, all right, we're only going to use 25 percent because if we only use 25 percent or 50 percent or whatever, there's much more likely that we won't be noticed.
0: Right, exactly. And if, that's a good question. And I think the answer is maybe just not that much thought was put into some of these mm-hmm. Um these miners, but I've definitely seen like in, in our testing, just looking at, you know, the traffic, there are settings that you can put in there for like throttling the speed or, ah, you know, okay. detecting whether it's um, a mobile device or not a mobile device, things like that. So, I mean, they are pretty customizable. It's just, you know, a lot of times people use stuff right out of the box, right, right. Uh, so to speak. But there's definitely customi- or customization and optimization options.
1: Well, and I suppose too that it's possible that they are using those options, and those are the ones that aren't being discovered because they're not, right. not, not drawing attention <laughs> to themselves.
0: When I initially did my testing, I found over seven thousand sites that were um, running Coinhive miners, hmm. which is a lot. And just this morning, for grins and giggles, I uh, searched again, not specifically for Coinhive, but just for any miner activity. And do you want to take a guess at how many sites I found today?
1: So you found seven thousand before. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh gosh, let's <laughs> uh, let's go crazy. Let's double it and say fourteen.
0: Okay, it's actually forty-four wow. zero thousand mm. sites that have some sort of mining activity, and there might be a few uh, outliers that aren't really doing that. Maybe it's just a site that's talking about doing it or whatever, mm-hmm. but. Um,
1: now, when you say you, you search, what does that entail? What, how do you do that?
0: Oh, right. So um, it's nothing magical. There's actually a pretty awesome website that I use for this kind of research uh, called public www.com, and it allows you to basically search source code in websites. So yeah. it's it's a pretty awesome tool. Yeah. I just put in a little code snippet from that would be actually generic to really any miner. Yep, 40, over 40,000.
1: Wow. So in addition to uh, to running in browsers, um, we're seeing apps show up on the Google Play Store that are miners as well.
0: Yes, yes. In fact, the one that I saw was actually like a wallpaper app. And I always tell people, like, there's always malicious apps, right? And, and typically it seems to be flashlight apps are notoriously bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if there's any... Flashlight miners out there, but I bet there probably are. And then, yeah, like I said, this wallpaper one. So you know, you swap some pretty pictures for your background or whatever, and and you get some um, mining along with it. So that's you know what I would consider like a trojanized app because you're not signing up to mine most likely when you downloaded that app.
1: So tell me about uh, some of the things you discovered where people were hijacking Wi-Fi hotspots.
0: That was a really interesting thing, and I've actually only seen the one example of it um, that was happened, I think, in Buenos Aires. The attackers were using a tool called Coffee Miner, which is a man-in-the-middle tool, and it basically hijacks when the patrons, in this case, a Starbucks, when the patrons try to connect to the Wi-Fi hotspot, it injects this code, and then basically everything that they do that's, you know, on HTML sites is running the code, so... Again, I've only seen the one example reported of that, but but the coffee miner tool is, is definitely out there.
1: Yeah. Uh, take us through what you discovered with the Zealot
0: malware campaign. Oh, So Zealot, um, Zealot is another one that's sort of a, a multi-featured campaign, and uh, another company did a lot of research on that, actually. But um, it did a number of things besides the mining, um, and it also leveraged... The Eternal Blue Eternal Synergy exploits and basically used that and targeted Windows and Linux systems and could basically um, just send up uh, requests via HTTP on these infected servers. But it did other things like um, I think that one was also extracting credentials and doing some. Uh, uh, propagation within the network so that one i didn't actually study myself i just read about it but
1: yeah so it's, it's sort of uh, in the bag of malware tricks crypto jacking is one of the one of the things i guess one of the common things in these uh, multi-talented uh, kits crypto jacking exactly. is becoming a standard tool
0: yeah exactly i mean and that's what i was saying before like with the exploit kits or or like remote access tools that has sort of a variety of features, if you will, um, cryptocurrency mining. mean just appears to be like another thing that's getting thrown into the mix.
1: Right. And so, what, what exactly are you finding, just statistically? Um, how bad is this? Is it, if, if, a, if a crypto miner is running on my on my computer, am I likely to notice?
0: Yeah, you are likely to notice because, like I was saying before, with my own testing, the fans will fire up pretty quickly and, and you'll if you're happen to be paying attention to your CPU you will see a, a sharp spike in that. It's noticeable, but then again, you know it's noticeable if you're maybe looking for it. If you're not aware or just not paying that much attention to it, then you might not notice or I would say the average person probably isn't going to have the slightest idea that it's mining activity, right? They might just think, oh, I'm streaming a video and it's taking a lot of mm-hmm. energy or whatever.
1: Time to buy a new computer, might. You know, like yeah, <laughs> but but so so if you do notice that, what should you do?
0: There's a couple of different things you can do. Uh, what I personally do is use a browser extension that blocks mining activity, and there's quite a few of those out there, and they're available. Like I've seen them for Chrome, Firefox, Microsoft Edge. I think Opera just came out with one as well. Hmm. So it's just something you install in your browser that detects and blocks the activity. Um, which is interesting because then you get to see which sites, of course, because it will pop up and say blocking the activity. Also, antivirus might pick it up. That's kind of iffy because there's just so many variables, but I have seen a couple of different antivirus engines that detected some of this activity. And again, it kind of just depends on the vector.
1: What about uh, how they're serving this up through ad networks? Are the folks who are running the ad networks, are they being complicit in this?
0: Um, Well, I can't say whether they're being complicit or not, but I mean, they certainly could be or they might also just be victims as well. Like the um, the thing we're talking about with uh, the UK sites, you can inject stuff almost everywhere. Right. It just depends on the the level of uh, security and how well that code is written. Um, And again, you know, it's not necessarily done maliciously. It might just be to make money one site like pirate bay i think most notoriously was serving up uh, the cryptocurrency mining without mm. their user's permission and it was discovered but they were like well i don't care so right. you know, they, they just carried on doing it and so you know then it becomes one of those things from the user it's like well do i still want to go to pirate bay and take that cryptocurrency mining along with it maybe i do maybe i don't you know it's kind of a decision that you make but like i said most sites you're not gonna see it or know it
1: I think it's interesting too because we saw um, I can't remember the site but it, like as you mentioned earlier there was a site that said you know if you're running ad blocker we're gonna run cryptocurrency mining in the background mm-hmm. are you okay with this um, I guess the, the question for I have for you is well if I don't want to see ads should I be okay with the crypto mining is that is it necessarily a deal killer <laughs>
0: Well, I don't really like to see ads or do cryptocurrency. Well, you're
1: mining. right, exactly. Yeah, it's true. It's sort of a
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I have I have a mining blocker and I also have ad blockers. So, um, you know, some sites.
1: I guess if you're, but if you're sympathetic to to uh, the fact that the, that these folks are a business and are trying to make you know, trying to de- desperately trying to make money on the web, which is getting harder and harder to do, I, I guess should we have any sympathy for them uh, trying to go at it this way?
0: So I would say it depends. Like for me, it would totally depend on the website, right? Right, So there's different news outlets that, you know, they'll say, oh, we see you're using an ad blocker. Would you please unblock because this is how we make our money? I think like the Guardian does that. For them, I might, um, you know, allow those ads. And probably the same thing with the mining. I mean, chances are I'm not going to be on any one website Mm -hmm. that long that it's really going to make any kind of significant impact. Um, Where you see more of an impact is... You know, say you're streaming media or something, and you're mining at the same time. That's that's going to make a big difference. And in fact, even the Coinhive uh, website talks about you know, in order to optimize your your returns on this, it makes sense to inject it into sites where there's going to be sort of that prolonged connection and communication with the user. Oh, I see. Yeah. And, and
1: is this the sort of thing like speaking about Coinhive? If if I decided that I wanted to. Uh... To be someone who profits from you know mining on other people's machines, uh, are these things available as a service? Is this a relatively easy thing for someone to spin up and do?
0: Yes, actually. So plenty of code out there, but I mean, I've seen even like um, WordPress plugins where you, if you want to add this functionality to your WordPress site or mm. to somebody's WordPress site, mm-hmm. um, there's lots and lots of um, what I would consider pretty much legit things, you know, because like many things in this field, like CoinHive, they've pretty much said, Hey, we, we built this not ever thinking that it was going to be used maliciously, but you know, that uh, train has obviously left the station. So, um, and it's the same with all the other ones too, you know? So I'm sure whoever wrote the WordPress plugins is probably like, Oh, this is a cool thing. And it gets reappropriated
1: yeah unintended consequences
0: (laughs) yes the cryptocurrency that i'm seeing mostly which is monero and as you know most people when they think of cryptocurrency they think bitcoin it's like synonymous in their minds but there's many many different cryptocurrencies and monero is kind of interesting because it's based on the crypto note uh cryptocurrency protocol and it's very different from bitcoin in that the wallets are completely private so whereas with bitcoin you can look up a wallet address and see all the transactions you can't do that with monero it's Mm. just completely different algorithm so we're definitely seeing a sort of an increase of usage with cyber criminal activity because of that and i would say that uh personally to me i've seen where monero has really spiked and or jumped up in value Over the past few months, um, CoinHive came out, I think, around September of last year. And since then, Monero has gone from like 100 something to it's like at 300 today. So it's gone up quite a bit. It might be a good investment. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. right, right. You're not technically a financial advisor, so listeners should not uh, take financial advice. (laughs) Right. So it's the it's the, the coin of choice because it provides that anonymity that uh, Bitcoin does not. Exactly. Our thanks to Marcel Lee for joining us. You can read her complete report, Crypto Jacking, coming soon to a server near you on the Looking Glass website. It's in their blog section. And now a message from CyberBit.